Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Clark, and this is Batman 1966. Today we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 29, titled, The Cat's Meow. In this episode, Catwoman returns, once again, to terrorize Gotham City. But who gives a shit? Avengers Infinity War is today. That's what I actually care about. Who cares about Batman when Avengers Infinity War is about to come out? (laughs) Uh, In all seriousness... I really did enjoy this episode. It is a very solid start. Stark? It is a very solid start (laughs) to the arc. That should tell you more than anything where my head's at right now. And it's just a lot of fun. It's a really, really good episode. Uh, So we start off opening sequence. Bruce and Dick are being interviewed for a morning show. And then the host... Is like, I gotta give a word from our sponsor. And he gets up and talks about some umbrella. Then Catwoman comes in. Unbeknownst to anyone in the studio for some reason. And takes the dude's voice. So he loses his voice on camera. And doesn't understand what's happening. And he's freaking out silently like... This is not a video podcast, so that bit meant nothing to you, but I was, like, kind of just moving my mouth without making any form of noise. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, he's freaking out. He opens the umbrella, and a bunch of cards come out, and Bruce and Dick Dick are like, wait, what? What's happening? What is this? Uh, An umbrella usually signifies uh, the penguin, and these cards have riddles on them, like the Riddler. Which one of our enemies could this be? Meanwhile, Bruce is, like, covering up the mics very inefficiently. And it's very hilarious. It's a miracle no one knows their secret identity. It's a miracle that wasn't revealed on this television broadcast. (laughs) Although, if they're professionals at all at the studio, they turned off their mics for the ad. I'm just saying. So he shouldn't have to cover them up. Uh, But anyway, Bruce and Dick... Leave because clearly Commissioner Gordon, uh, he watches this program all the time, so he's gonna know that it's a thing. He's gonna know to call us. So Bruce and Dick leave to go home, and then uh, the dude from the booth comes out and is like, uh, "We're switching to our mid-morning movie now." Bye. <laughs> uh, Bruce and Dick return home. They answer the bat phone. Commissioner Gordon's like. 
Oh, you saw. Great. Uh, come here. Uh, then Batman and Robin spring into action. Uh, they go to Commissioner Gordon's office. They have their obligatory meeting. Uh, they had Gordon check the status of Joker, Penguin, and Riddler. All of them are safely in prison, so it's not any of them. And Batman and Robin are like, huh, this is weird. Well, we're stumped. There's clearly no other major villains in Gotham City. None at all. Especially none that are cat-themed. So let's go to the Batcave and analyze the umbrella. So they leave, and then immediately Catwoman comes into Commissioner Gordon's office and is greeted very warmly. Because apparently she's reformed, quote-unquote, or at least everyone thinks she's reformed. So now she can come into Commissioner Gordon's office and be like, Hello, we're doing our musical act at your thing. Yay! And then Catwoman leaves, and Chief O'Hara's like, Yeah, I don't know, maybe this was her doing. And Gordon's like, Nah! Smash cut to Catwoman's hideout. Obviously, she's not reformed. Obviously, she's behind all of this. Uh, she did the thing to throw everyone else off the scent. Which, I would argue, did the exact opposite, but whatever. <laughs> so, she's planning something. Don't know what it is, but she is definitely planning something. Uh, she's got a henchwoman that's... Completely just demolishing her. She really doesn't like the way Catwoman does things. I'm just shocked that there's two women on screen at the same time in this show. <laughs> that is bizarre in the grand canon of 1960s Batman. Uh, and then Catwoman hatches a scheme to... Steal the voices of some English singing group, Chad and Jeremy. So, she's like, well, I need to, I need to find out where they're staying because that's a top secret thing. I'll call Commissioner Gordon. So she calls Commissioner Gordon and he just gives this information to her. A known super criminal. Reformed or not, he's bad at his job. <laughs> he is very, very bad at his job. <laughs> like, he's just like, uh, I don't know. Ah, fine. Why not? I'll, I'll tell you where they're staying. They're staying at Wayne Manor. And Catwoman's like, okay, thanks. By the way, I'm gonna steal your voice. And she steal, steals Commissioner Gordon's voice. Presumably she's trying to not get caught by doing this. 
But logically speaking, that's exactly how she's going to get caught. The commissioner could still write shit. She can write, Catwoman stole my voice on a piece of paper. This makes no sense to me at all. <laughs> what is this plot point? <laughs> they just put it in there to add some form of tension, but not really. But anyway, Catwoman enacts her plan to steal Chad and Jeremy from Wayne Manor, I guess. She calls Wayne Manor and does this whole, you can win a free dance lesson if you answer this question correctly. And Dick's like, I don't know. But Bruce was like, do it. You have prom coming up. And Dick's like, okay, I'll, I'll take a stab at free dance lessons. Answers the question correctly. I forget what the question actually was. And then Catwoman's like, you've won. I'll be right over. It's real creepy. And no one questions this at any point for some reason. But anyway, Catwoman shows up at Wayne Manor as <laughs> Miss Klutz. And she's wearing a very, very crappy disguise. And she's giving awkward dance lessons to Dick and it's a whole thing. And then she sneezes off her disguise. And everyone knows it's her. So she's just like... Uh, diversion! Knocks down some knockout gas, throws down some knockout gas, and runs away. So anyway, <laughs> now everyone knows that it's Catwoman. Now Batman and Robin know that it's Catwoman that's behind this whole thing. Uh, meanwhile, she looks at Chad and Jeremy's arrival interview. Like, she attends Chad and Jeremy's arrival interview, and it's a thing, and it's a scene that's entirely unnecessary. At one point, Aunt Harriet has tea with Chad and Jeremy, and she's like, Oh! None of this is necessary to the episode. I'm sure it's necessary to the arc, but none of it is really relevant to anything I'm going to talk about here. So Batman and Robin think, that, think it's probably a good idea to stop by the dance studio. They, so they stop by the dance studio uh, to see what's there. Catwoman immediately shows up as soon as they walk in. Uh, she brings out all her henchmen, and then there's a fight. Boom. Bam. Pow. Zzwap. At one point. All the words. Uh, Batman and Wa Wa Batman and Wobbin. <laughs> I have a speech impediment. <laughs> Batman and Robin go into or go into Batman and Robin win the fight, and they're like, "Catwoman, you're under arrest," and Catwoman's like. Can I touch up my makeup? And Batman's like, sure, fine. 
apparently the makeup is actually some form of drug. Uh, she infects Batman and Robin with it through their clothes, which... You know what, I'm not even going to question at this point. We're far enough into the series for me to know that that's just par for the course at this point. And then we get our cliffhanger. Batman and Robin wake up inside an echo chamber where everything, they say every breath, every sound of any kind is going to be magnified 10 million times. So, they're in this echo chamber, Catwoman turns on a faucet, which basically just drips onto a little thing, drips onto a little, I don't even know what to call it, this little cover thing on the top of the echo chamber. And she refers to it as a variation on Chinese water torture, but it's really not. I mean, there's water dripping down, and that's where the similarities end. It's a very loose comparison. But anyway, whatever, this doesn't matter. Water's dripping down, and then she starts up the echo chamber to magnify all of this. And then the drips of water become... Essentially a bass drum. This is literally just a bass drum sound. Boom. 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 Batman and Robin are like just writhing in pain. They're having their eardrums shattered. They're gonna go brain dead at some point. And that's where the episode ends. I remember this cliffhanger, by the way, very vaguely. Uh, I don't remember the arc in general, but I remember Chad and Jeremy, and I remember the cliffhanger. Uh, I'm curious to see where this arc goes. I'm curious to see uh, where it ends. We're starting to approach the point where I stopped watching this show on my first viewing Simply because of time purposes. Like sometime within the next five or ten episodes, I think I just fell off. So we're close to the point in this show where I'm experiencing everything fresh for the first time. And not just recalling things I forgot in the past. But anyway, solid episode. I had a good time. Now, uh, Avengers Infinity War. How long until I can see that? Like five and a half hours before showtime on that one. Man. This is going to be the longest five and a half hours of my life. If you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archives so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. Uh, you can also find this on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I will play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, 
and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 30. Talk to you then.